Welcome to the Rain in Threes podcast with Alan Ray and Mike O'Connell. Hello and welcome to the 14th installment of Rain in Threes. I am your host, Mike O'Connell, here with my friend and co-host, the Nova Hoops legend, Alan Ray. Hey, Ray and I have another special guest for you guys tonight, four-time Emmy Sports Emmy Award winner and one of the greatest sports commentators of all time, the governor, Bill Rafferty. Yes. Great to have you on the show today. I'm excited and I, I can't wait, you know, just, just to prick your brain and, and, and learn a lot from you today. Well, there's not much in that brain, Alan. It's not food Jay told you that. It's, it's all bluster, kind of. But uh, always great to hear your voice and bring back so many great memories of the your days as a wildcat. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's just funny just to be able to sit here and talk to you, knowing you know like you've called some of my games before, and you know we've obviously met, um, in the past. So it, it's just great having you here, you know, just like one of my friends. Well, it's nice to hear. Of course, you had some pretty good friends when you were playing with Villanova. Yeah, I did. I did. Randy and Kyle. I mean, what a what a group. Even Nardi too, right? At one time. Yeah, yeah. I was with I was with Nardi. Now Dante Cunningham. What year was he when you were in school? Uh, Dante came. I want to say, oh six. Okay, because yeah. he got better and better. That kid. Yeah, he did. Everybody couldn't make a jumper. By the time his senior year came, he was trapped, you know. You couldn't leave him open. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but he always had a a strong body, was real athletic. Like, I was jealous when he took off his shirt in the locker room. Like, that's that's the kind of body he had. (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, Jay should be sending you guys checks for all the, you know, you started it for him. Yeah, every time I talk to Coach Wright, um, he says the same thing. Like literally every time we we talk, text, A Ray, you started all of this, my man. I'll He's never ready. forget. He says it every single time. Never forgets. I, we were really lucky in a lot of ways, you know. Great teammates, and just a, a special guy on the bench too, as you all well know. Yeah, I was just lucky to be recruited by by him, and it was it was just something special about him compared to the other coaches I was getting recruited with. And you hear this all the time about guys who sign with Villanova and they talk about family. Like, that's that's how they make you feel. Like, Coach Wright made me feel like I knew him for years. Like, right. the coaching staff, I felt like I knew them for years. And it was an easy decision for me to just choose Villanova. It's, it's just interesting that how fast the 20 years went by, though. Like, God, just amazing what you guys were able to accomplish. And there's always a foundation that you guys were the foundation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so let me ask you, how, how do you, what do you think about the Big East this year? Um, a lot of good teams, a lot of coaching moves, NIL. I think it's going to be a pretty hectic season. What do you think? Well, I'm glad I'm doing the TV and not coaching in that league, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, I was up in Providence the other day and uh, – there's, there's probably six to seven teams that could, could make the NCAA tournament. Uh-huh. That's that's how deep they are. Uh, you know, Providence would be in the mix in the latter stages. Uh, you know, obviously your Wildcats up front. Uh, but just, you know, no matter where you turn, whether it's Marquette or Creighton or UConn, you start Pitino at St. John's, everybody is good. Uh, I, I think this is one of these crazy years where there'll be five losses for the, the regular season winner uh, uh-huh. and people shouldn't be shocked it's i think the, the biggest thing this year i think for players and coaches is resiliency uh you know you're going to have a hard loss on the road and come back and play somebody really good at home and uh you just ought to have a chance to to recoup if you're not mentally strong and i i think that that's the area uh, that I, I think it, you have to develop as a coaching staff with your players. Like, you know, it's history. It's over. You know, now tonight we've got so-and-so. we got to go, go out and perform. You know, it's just, it, it's going to be a challenge. No question about it. Uh, Coach Raff, uh, obviously we have some, some star power back in the Big East, and you talk about coaching the Big East. So 
the first, a couple, three different coaches are taking on their programs in their first year. Obviously, Rick Petito has been around the block, but him with St. John's, Ed Cooley now at Georgetown, Kim English with Providence. Where do you see those three programs shaping up this year, and who do you think you give the edge to in terms of finishing toward the top of the, the standings? Well, I, I think Ed Cooley has the biggest mountain to climb. You know, bringing in a lot of new kids and uh, really not being able to rely on some kids that were there that uh, would be impact players. Uh, you know, the couple of kids were there, like Matumbo's son is there, but not necessarily an impact player. Uh, he's brought in some pretty good kids, though. The Epps kid, I watched him at Illinois. Heath has been there, good player at Arizona State. He's been around a little bit. Uh, but I, I think they that, that group, uh, it'll be a challenge, I think, in a lot of ways. And and just like we were talking with Alan a moment ago, uh, this is the start. Uh, whatever his kids can do as a foundation, uh, how they're going to build to the future. I think the one kid I read a little bit about is Supreme Cook uh, that he brought in as a young kid. But as we all know, you've got to be pretty tough mentally and, and have some ability in this league if you're going to survive. Uh, St. John's, uh, you know, he's redone the cast basically uh 10 or 11 new guys soriano being back certainly helps who really had a heck of a year last year and a lost weight and cut it up and down but uh a lot of these two kids i don't know i was planning to go over there tomorrow uh hopefully and if not i'll go next week to take a good look at them but you know rick's rick uh he's got experienced kids he took a couple from my owner with him uh he's got some new kids coming in that uh, people are raving about, uh, you know, then of course, Kim English, he's, he's got Hopkins and Carter to rely on two talented kids at Providence that, you know, he's surrounding his, uh, you know, his first year with. So uh, I, I would say looking at it from a distance without any games that of the three, I think St. John's has more of an opportunity to make a splash, uh, Providence second, maybe Georgetown third in that respect. Yeah, I feel like Georgetown, they do have their work cut out for them. Um, just basically from everything that's going on with with the whole coaching change. But I, I think it's a really good move. A lot of people didn't understand why Cooley made that move. But in my opinion, if you can get the stronghold in Georgetown, you know, he can kind of take control of that area and get kids wanting to come back to that school. Because, I mean, you go visit that school, the campus is great. It looks great. It's, it's a lot of basketball tradition. So I could see him trying to get that, that program back up to elite level. But I agree with you. It's going to take some time. I think maybe a couple of years. I'd be surprised if they're really good this year. Um, And with St. John's, uh, Rick Bettino, you know, he one thing about Rick Bettino, he's going to get his team to play. These guys are going to play hard and they're going to play for 40 minutes. That's a team that I wouldn't want to see in a tournament or later on down the road in the Big East tournament because I know that they're going to be playing real well. And another thing, oh, guys. Another thing that you brought up about um, mental toughness in the Big East, um, I think that's overlooked a lot. Never really get to hear people say, say that about a conference. You really do have to be mentally tough in that conference. Like you said, the the best team in the league this year could have four or five losses. So you got to be able to roll with the punches in this league, if if that makes sense. No, no question about it. And I just think about St. John's getting the two Ivy League kids. So, you know, let alone the kid from, I believe, the Harvard kid and Dingle, uh, kid that, you know, had a great reputation coming out of Pat. Uh, so he's blending in some of his kids from Iola with a couple of you know, transfers, player of the years, all Ivy. Uh, so, so, and the other thing, you know, whenever we get talking, we always leave somebody out. I know it's not a new coach, but we all forget Connecticut won the NCAA championship last year. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a Villanova fan, so I just don't talk about it. I remember, I just don't talk about it. Uh, I don't blame you, uh, but they're not going away either. So, I mean, every night's going to be a war, no question about it. Marquette and Shaka Smart. Yeah, and they won the league last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have them in the top five in the country. You know, Alan, I did get down to Villanova last week, and uh, 
I got to see a morning practice. Did Jay do that with you? Those really early morning jobs? Um, yeah, what's early? But <laughs> this, this one wasn't too early. It was seven thirty. Yeah, uh, we. I, I think he's had like six, six thirty or seven, right? Wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, we used to have six o'clock practices sometimes, just to like test our our mental, you know, just to see how we come out early in the morning. Are we going to practice hard? Like, what's the mentality? What's the mental? And gets the young guys kind of get them into the groove of like, this is what it's going to be like. You know, this is serious program. We trying to win here. Right, right. But I I enjoyed the workout. Again, Kyle was again. I thought he was comfortable last year, but. You can see now, you know, he's assumed he's, he's in a good position mentally, I think, as to what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people not uh, looking over his shoulder. He's the guy. And, uh, you know, he brought in a couple of the. I think, first of all, I think Armstrong's going to have a much better year. I love that kid. The, the kids got speed, can break it down. I had the Bamba kid at Washington State. He's a real nice addition, a really talented kid. And put some numbers up. Uh, they got the kid from Richmond, Burton, uh, who'll probably see some time. Uh, but they, they, you know, it's where is another guy from? Uh, kid Lance, where he's from Camden, but he played at Kentucky. Yeah, I think that gives them a different look. Uh, where Dixon could be, you know, a power forward. He could slide in. He's a great. This sounds crazy for guys who could play like you. Could. He's actually a great screener. And he rolls well, and he's a great teammate. He doesn't need the ball, but I think the key guy is Hart, uh, mm-hmm. the kid from the kid from Maryland. Yeah, he makes he makes open shots. As we all know, you only get X amount of game, and Akeem is one of those kids. He's back at home, had a nice run at Maryland. Yeah, uh, so he's going to be a really nice addition for them. I'm glad you said that because one of the concerns that you hear from people about Hakeem Hart is his inconsistency to shoot. So it's good to hear you say, you know, that he's a a knockdown shooter, a good shooter, and that you've seen that in practice. So I'm I'm really, really good, really happy to see that. I have a question for you also. When it comes to TJ Bamba, um, this was also brought to my concern. Playing in the conference, he was in the Pac-12, right? Correct, Washington State. Yeah, so Pac-12 compared to Big East, do you think he can translate? Because the basketball is obviously different. Uh, you know, that's a good question. I, he, first of all, he has, he has no choice. True. <laughs> yeah. uh, True. He, he better adjust. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 he was a tough kid on a, on a, you know, not a great basketball team, and a lot was asked of him. Uh, so... You know, fitting in and the demands of this level and transferring. So he'll have to acclimate, no question about it. It, it is a thought. Uh, but they're not asking him to come in and be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that, that's yeah. a, he's not going to have to shoulder uh, the whole offensive end of the game. But, uh, you know, I think he'll be a contributor. It gives them a little more depth. Uh, you know, at six foot five, you know, he's a guard, wing kind of a kid. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be a challenge because there are nights off. There were nights off in the Pac-12. Uh, some of the venues in the league here will be a little more of a disadvantage in terms of you coming in. Uh, you won't be a welcome site, you know, whether it's Marquette or Creighton or Providence. Even uh, Butler. The, yeah, Butler has always been a tough place for Villanova, uh, you know, whether they won the national championship or not. Uh, Butler is just a great building, as you well know. Yeah, no, most definitely it's going to be a gauntlet all year long, no nights off, and that is a, a bit of a difference in between Pac-12 play, play other conferences around the nation. And the Big East, I think, top to bottom, you could you could argue, is the most solid uh, heading into the future. And dealing with conference realignment and everything, a lot of these different conferences are, are more football-focused. But when it comes to the premier basketball conference, everybody says the Big East is that. And I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing to, to see that Coach Neptune has stepped his game up when it comes to his recruiting style. He got the four transfers, which everybody's excited about. We just discussed all four of those guys and how great they can be and how great they already have been at their, their own 
their own previous schools, but uh, it's it's an exciting time to be a Big East basketball fan. And uh, I want to hear your predictions, Raph. Can you give yeah. us the, uh, the the number one, two, three spots? I'm the, I'm the worst. worst. I, I will I will say this though. Uh, just imagine the scheduling. You're at Creighton, and you end up getting bopped, and you come home, and you get Xavier, and then you go to UConn, three games in a row. Uh, you throw in St. John's in the mix. Or, okay, we get a breather. We're going to Providence. Uh, I just, you know, it's just absolutely insane. Marquette the same. Uh, but everybody's got to play the same schedule. And uh, that's why I think there'll be, as I mentioned earlier, five or six losses potentially, if that's possible, for a champion, at least five anyhow. But, uh, you know, nobody's going away. The better teams are, you know, Villanova's never gone away. I mean, they were accustomed to you know, success for many, many years. And uh, the UConn back in the league is, is accustomed to grandeur. Uh, so I, I just, in terms of one through seven, I mean, I have no clue who's going to win it. Marchette won it, so there's a team to pick until somebody else steps up. Yeah, I, I really do like Marquette. Marquette has been a, a favorite for me in the Big East, even over, even over UConn. But I think UConn is going to be a pretty good team as well this year. Like you said, it's just going to be a gauntlet. Every night, you're going to have a tough game. I mean, I, I don't even know if you could say you could. it's an easy win against, like, DePaul or Georgetown this year. Right. I mean, we, yeah, we, we don't know yet. What's interesting about Marquette is uh, they have two great passers in the starting lineup. One's a center, one's a guard. Not too many teams can say that. You know, Kolick runs the show, and uh, Osadero is, is just as a five-man, a, a really interesting matchup for, say, a guy like Dixon. Yeah. You know, he plays the high pose. He can dribble. He can find some people. Uh, so well, He's a great passer. Yeah. I mean, if you're great really passer. Then on the wing, they got Jones who can knock some shots down. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of preparation for this level of competition every single day. I mean, that's, you've got to be together. Uh, and again, we get back to that resiliency and having an attitude, you yeah. know, okay. We stepped on a banana peel last night. That's not going to happen again. Attitude. One of the, like Marquette really scares me. Like one of the things that uh, I like about Marquette is it seems like you listen to anybody get interviewed, whether it's Tyler whether it's Shaka Smart, like they all have this chip on their shoulder. You know, they was the best team in the league last year, but if you listen to them this year, it sounds like they talk like they were the last place team last year. Like they, they have so much to prove. So that that Marquette team scares me. And Shaka Smart, you know, he he's he's a really good coach. Mike Nart is going to kill me for sitting here <laughs> talking about Shaka Smart like this. I'm going to get a text message, but, I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> Yeah, it's no no question about it. It's uh, you know a high powered league with excellent coaches and uh, uh, you know just the mental toughness aspect always jumps into it. So it's a long way from the beginning to the end. But more importantly, I think is how these teams play in November and December is going to decide if you're going to get in the tournament. Uh, so you know they got to make hay in that time when they're either in the Bahamas or any preseason Maui tournament or things of that nature, you got to get some power conference wins. Why do you, why do you say that these, uh, those first two months are really important? Well, th those games are weighed the same way as your season, as your uh, lead. Uh, you know what, if you have a loss like November 6th, say mm -hmm. uh, that counts the same as a loss against St. John's in February. True. So, uh, you know, when you're talking about the net and preparing, uh, let, let's just say you've got a really good team. You go 500 in this conference this year, uh, just 500, right? Yeah. And uh, you could chalk up wins against Illinois or UCLA. Villanova plays UCLA. It's a good example. That's a big game for power, uh, you know, st strength of schedule aspect. It so is. I think you really got to do well then just to prepare yourself for the bumps you're going to get in your conference. That makes yeah, sense. Absolutely.
Absolutely. And that's the area we talk about all the time, the importance of of scheduling in the non-conference and getting into the battle for Atlantis and the Bahamas, getting those Gavit games under your belt and, and coming away with some uh, hard-fought victories is certainly key. And uh, Coach Raft, just to go back to your days at LaSalle, I know you're a proud explorer. Jesus, I tell my wife never bring up the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. In a room like that. Oh my god! <laughs> it's all right, Raph. You you're a legend, man. You are a legend, so don't even worry about it. Yeah, come on. But I, I think I'll go and get a cocktail after that comment. <laughs> well, Raph, do you, do you know the the eight Catholic schools to win an, a national championship? I know that's a, a fun little trivia question that I, I actually do know, and I like to. Uh, Title. Uh, Loyola would be one. Obviously. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Villanova. Uh, oh, you're killing me. Marquette. <laughs> yeah. Three. How many you say? Eight. 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 Wow. Eight. You got uh, you got LaSalle in there, obviously. Who? LaSalle. You're all oh, that was, oh, oh yeah, that was. Yeah. Geez, that's so long ago. It was before me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I told this story in New York. Uh, they honored uh, the electric award they gave to Jim Nance about a week ago, two weeks now. And the well, Joe Mahalik, the LaSalle assistant, whose dad was a professor at 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 uh, LaSalle. And he, he taught psychology, Alan, and every dummy in the big five was in his class because they couldn't pass it at their different schools. And, yeah. and I was one of them, too. And all we wanted was a hook, a C. So, uh, but, but anyway, get, getting back to the point, before me, a lot of young guys came in. They, they always said they're going to, uh, this guy's going to make them forget Tom Gola. And I was one of those guys. They said, Raftree's going to make them forget Tom Gola, who was an All-American. He's in the Hall of Fame, too. And I said, four years later, all they wanted to do with LaSalle was forget about me. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's sort of my history there. No, I loved it. We, the best player we have was Frankie Kors, I think. We had some good players, but Frankie was the best of our group. And... Uh, the best we could do was get in the NIT by senior year, I think. Maybe sophomore and senior, I forget. But at any rate, uh, I enjoyed it. it was, I had a duty more was our coach who was well-regarded. That's one of the reasons I went there. He had won national acclaim as the Duquesne coach with a lot of New Yorkers, Sayugo Green, the Ricketts brothers, really good players, and you know, came into Philly and, you know, all those big names, you know, Kraft and uh, Will Severance would be one, and Litwack and Ramsey. Uh, it was just a different world for him coming from Pittsburgh where he was the king, uh, coming into this sort of great bastion of college basketball. Let me ask you, um, how, how did any experiences on the court shape your sports commentary, like, you know, Alan, that, that's a, it, it's interesting to you bring that up. My, our senior year, uh, we were going to be the game where CBS had us against St. Louis. It was the first round game of the NIT. And Bob Wolf, who's also in the Hall of Fame, four-trick Hall of Fame announcer, uh, you know, baseball mostly, but he did every sport. He was visiting and, uh, our coach said, I want you to have dinner with him. So after practice, I had dinner with him. And when he left, he said, you know, whatever you finish playing or whatever you're doing, you should think about a career in broadcasting. And that stuck with me throughout my coaching career, uh, what he said. And so when the Big East was formed, the first couple of years, uh, you know, we just weren't up to par with the team. Golanova came in my third year. Mm -hmm. They were coming in my third year, I think. No, excuse me, second year they came in. Uh, they had been in that uh, 
uh, forget the name of the conference, but at Penn State, West Virginia, they were playing Rutgers, teams like that. But, uh, you know, the, the change of the guard uh, in the Big East where programs were investing money, facilities, support system, and we just weren't up to snuff. Uh, so my, in my, the beginning of my 11th year, we had practiced two weeks. And Dave Gabbard called. He had been doing the color analysis of the league, believe it or not, as commissioner. Oh, wow. He said, if, he said, if you would like to do it, you've got two days to let me know. Because, <laughs> because I don't want to open this up and be interviewing a bunch of people. Yeah. So in two days, I left. Uh, I left a nice group of kids. It was hard. Uh, they started out 9-0. and They beat Houston, and they beat Notre Dame. And three kids were declared ineligible. And the fellow before that took over for me was let go. And then P.J. Carlissimo uh, took over, and the rest is history, getting them to the Final Four in 89. Uh, but it was all, you know, Dave Gavin driven where they got Seton Hall to get them mentally attuned to what everybody else was doing in the league in terms of finances. Yeah. That's that's really interesting, and I, I asked that question because I kind of find myself in this boat now where I'm, like, kind of getting into sports, sports media a little bit with right. through social media, and it's, it's been bringing me a few opportunities. So just kind of wanted to ask, do you have, like, any ad advice, like, for someone like me moving forward? Well, you know, you never know what doors will open to you. Uh, I just think being active is a, is a key to anything. Uh, you know, being, I guess, proactive is a better word. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, doing local games or local shows or pre and post game shows, uh, you know, whether the Hawks have something there or uh, knowing somebody and making a phone call. I think being persistent is, is another area too, because you never know where, you know, God's going to direct you or who, who's going to uh, think that you wrote value to that, uh, or you can do the job that they would like you to do. Yeah. So, uh, and it's very hard to give somebody advice if they're not driven. True. And I think you have to have that drive just as, as you would as a player, uh, you know, that this is something I'd like to do. I'm going to work at getting better at it. Uh, and doors will open, uh, but I think the persistency is is the, really the key. I think. Yeah, like I ask myself sometimes, like I know how much I love basketball, you know. So it's like, do I love something else that much? Right, right. You know, you know, I, it's there are so many jobs too in front offices that uh, you overlook that not necessarily on in the media and. But the media is a way of getting into that area, mm -hmm. uh, you know, assistants, GMs, and player personnel, uh, scouting, college guys. Uh, you know, there's so many guys that and that start out as they really are players or coaches, but they end up be doing the TV or the, uh, you know, the film study and prep and everything else. Frank yep. Vogel comes to mind, you know, who's had a long run in the NBA. Uh, he was a student manager on the Calipari. Uh, but there's a few other guys that are like that, that uh, end up as head coaches, but some of them end up as administrators. Yeah. Well, thanks. I definitely appreciate that advice and you dropping jewels. And hopefully not just me, <laughs> but never, people that are listening. Not, I, I was never going to drop a dime, you know, but Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you was a scorer. Yeah. Uh, I gave it up, I guess, what I had to. It was either that or a jump ball, you know? Yeah. Coach Wright had to pull me to the side to tell me to pass. Uh, it's like, hey, Ray, there's a couple guys open on that shot. You know, I don't want you to stop being aggressive, but just know that you had some other passes. In a good way of suggesting it, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach Raff, I, I don't know if you remember back in 2005, though, against Carolina in the Sweet 16, Allen had uh, an and one, or at least that we thought that the tie the game against Carolina in the final minute. Refs called a travel. You were calling that game, and Nova ended up losing to Carolina, the eventual national champions. 
Do you have any thoughts on what that travel call meant and and, and what you uh, believe that it, it was? Why did you wait this long to bring that up, <laughs> Coach? No. It's, it's it's playing in my background right now. If you, if, if you see that right there, that that this game is is the game right at two thousand five. Hey, Alan, were you was that your senior year or no? That that was my junior year. Okay, do you remember the the mania the next year uh, when Jay brought me back? Yeah, at Hoops Mania. Yeah, do you remember when uh, he wanted everybody not to be mad at me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Villanova family. And I don't know if you remember, but he kept coming over. Well, you wouldn't have seen this, but, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Well, he's like, I'm in the back by the trainer, the old trainer's room. Yeah. I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry. So I got an old referee shirt from somebody. I, remember I don't know if you that. remember that. I do remember it. Then, then, I got <laughs> here, then I got a pair of sunglasses. And then. I got a stick, and and I, I imitated that. You know, I had difficulty seeing things, and I came out like staggered out. Do you vaguely remember that? Yeah, I do. And they booed me. I had a buddy of mine. They said things to me that you couldn't believe, and the buddy of mine had a ball. He loved every minute of it. You know, <laughs> no good, bump, bump, bump. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was tough on you and. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people jumped all over me, but that's that's a, you know, when you do what we do, uh, everybody's not going to agree with you. And really, the play was, if it was close, it shouldn't have been called. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, or at know, least in, no retro, in retrospect, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. It turned out pretty well for you guys. And uh, Jay still talks to me, so I'm okay. Yeah, and... <laughs> I mean, I, you didn't you didn't make the call, so you know I'm not well, that, I'm not mad at you. That that's the funny part, but you know how but everybody that, acts like you did make the call. Yeah. But the next couple of years at the Big East tournament, like I'd walk from the hotel to the games, mm-hmm. I would get my butt ripped by Villanova. <laughs> oh yeah, Villanova fans will do that. Watch yourself walking across the street, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Coach, I think you made up for it, especially in 2016 with your call with Chris Jenkins' shot with uh, Onions Double Order. That was so, that play was so close to us, you know, where our announced position. I I couldn't hear Arch Arch, which I found that apparently uh, he had uh, had asked, you know, later. Right. uh, On the handoff. But anyhow, pretty exciting time. I, honestly, was that the best in-game moment for you? Like up close, personal, seeing that that shot that that has to be top. That has to be top three for you in-game moment. That was an unbelievable moment. Yeah, it really, you know, to have to just to be part of that. And of course, Nance has the call, and you know, Grand Hill alongside me it was you know not being you know, favoring one team or another. But when kids step up like that, uh, that's really the original origin of onions. Uh, when you're able to, you know, uh, reach back and accomplish uh, what people might consider uh, something that you would normally be able to do under uh, under these circumstances. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty special. Yeah. Particularly after the Page kid made the shot at the other end. Remember? Right. Double clutch. That was, that was like a big time. Yeah, double clutch. You're right. My heart sank when that went in. My heart sank, and I was like, Yeah, oh. yeah. But that that even added to the moment, you know. Yeah, dude. It was a special moment. I I was in Italy at the time. I was in Florence. Me and my wife. She was on the bed sleeping. It's like three in the morning, <laughs> four in the morning maybe because of the time right. difference. And, right. and he hits that shot, and like I'm on the bed jumping up and down. <laughs> I was ecstatic. Uh, the best part about the paid shot too, coach, was when they showed Michael Jordan and his celebration mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, we got this. This is going to overtime. Carolina's going right. to win it. And you're like, oh, there's the kid, Jordan. Oh, it's so great. Oh, and Roly, Roly was there behind the bench. Oh, that's like, right. That's yeah. Nice. And Mike Fratello was next to him, as I recall. But uh, pretty exciting days. Uh, I was... Uh, 
one of the top, obviously, basketball that of the decade, maybe, right? What do you think yeah. of it? For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Coach Wright, the dominance that started with Allen, Kyle, Mike, Randy, and continued on throughout, hopefully, into the Neptune era. And, uh, you know, this year is going to be a big test for the program, see if they can withstand the the, the transfer portal, the NIL, and, and all of that. So it's going to be fun to watch. And right. uh, we, we uh, really appreciate you, you coming on with us, Coach Raft. And uh, just a couple more questions for you. Favorite restaurant? Ser- <laughs> Ser- Serenade or Evo Italian? In well, how about that? well, I like them both. Chris Diorro here is another one we go to quite a bit. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. And any place where they have a dispenser of uh, liquid is usually one of those <laughs> where highly rated uh, than others. But yeah, Evo down in Florida and uh, up here, there's quite a few up this way. But uh, you mentioned some good ones. Some question about it. But is the pasta, is it al dente? See, I'm not as al dente as, as Roly. <laughs> Roly was like... Because like he's a true, he's true Italian. Oh, yeah, he wants the al dente. And then we were in his house one night, and somebody, they had the pasta steaming, and they let it drain in the sink, and somebody put cold water on it. Mm-hmm. And he hollered, you shocked my pasta. <laughs> It's a personal offense, though. It was like crazy. But the cold water is supposed to stop it from cooking. Yeah, well, you didn't like that at all, though. Oh. <laughs> I, said, I, I lived in Italy for seven years, so I like my pasta al dente. Oh, you know, if you give me my then. yeah, if you give me my noodles, or if you give me my pasta overcooked, uh, you can send it back. <laughs> I don't want it. And uh, one last thing, Coach. Uh, I remember uh, this was uh, from a family friend of mine. She was she played high school basketball at St. Elizabeth's in New Jersey with your daughter Christy, and uh, her name was Jane Shelling, and she uh, she was a bit of a ball hog, and that's what you called her. I remember sitting on the sideline watching the game. So it was just a I funny did. story. Yes. Oh, that's uh, all right. I apologize. <laughs> Just, just pull it for my daughter, you know. She, she admits it though. She totally was a ball though. That's like the best part about it. So, all you get up, uh... no, did not give it up. Kind of, kind of like a Ray. Oh, what did you done well, Alan and Michael? Good for you guys. That's great. Thank uh, you. Some great memories here. Thank you, definitely for for coming on. Uh, where where can we? see you commentating this year are you going to be commentating uh, this year yeah the first the first week uh of the gavit games okay. uh monday uh where that am i monday i've got michigan st john's tuesday i've got uh wisconsin at providence wednesday i've got uh georgetown at rutgers and then Friday, a really good one for you two, Maryland at Villanova. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. So that that's a big week. That's a good. That's a really good test. Uh, you know, Maryland stuff. Uh, it'd be a good, be a good. You know, trying to figure out where you are, game. I'm just waiting for that tip off and to hear you say "men, men." <laughs> there it is. Oh, Duff, but it's, uh, thank you for having me, and good luck. We'll see you along the way, hopefully. Definitely will. Thank uh, you, Coach. If I could ever help you, Alan, with anything, just give me a call. All right. Definitely will. Good luck with everybody. Bye-bye. Thank right. so much, Coach. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. All right. Bill Rafferty, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Coach Raff, A-Ray. That was that was legendary right there. Just having him on the show, seriously was definitely happy about that. Drop some jewels too. I hope if somebody is like trying to pursue a career in like media or something like that, and they yeah. listen to this, I hope that it brings them value and like can motivate them because it kind of motivated me a little bit too. Because like I said, I still haven't figured this out of exactly what I want to do, but. You know, I do have some, like, being getting some opportunities and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Just kind of playing it by ear right now. 
Yeah, no, I'm glad that you asked them that because it's funny. A lot of people are are in those those type of position where they they are so passionate about both, you know, the game of basketball, whether it's football, any sport, really. But they, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, I don't know if I trust myself, right? You know, I don't know if I if I want to believe in myself. I don't know if I if I can really take it to the next level and be as good as I hope I can be, or as good as I want to be. And you know, the, the beauty of the, the first step is just believing in yourself. And hey, Ray, I think us doing this together is a great way for you know the both of us to to really just have some fun and, and experiment a little bit, right? Like learn learn what we're good at, practice on on different things, and just can kind of continue to develop our our our, our skills, interview skills, yeah. no matter what it is, analysis, and having Coach Rap on the show is just a an amazing experience, and and you know it just. It just goes to show you that you know the Big East, Big East basketball, Villanova basketball. It 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 really is a community, and and we'll have each other's backs. And and I remember when I reached out to Raf at first day, Ray, he was actually uh, he was funny. He was saying that <laughs> my email went straight to his junk file. Yeah. So it was in this junk, and he didn't get it until you know a month after the fact, and. He reached out to me via text and was saying, you know, he apologized, no offense. And I, you know, I thought yeah. it was great. And I jumped on the phone with him and he was like, yo, how's Alan doing? Is he doing, you know, how long have you guys been doing this? And he was curious about the show and he wanted to hop on. And and obviously we made it happen. And, and, and it's, a, it's just really a, a ton of fun. And you know, it's just the beginning, A-Ray, right? We keep talking about that. Once the season gets started, ooh-wee, it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be taking off. And, and just like piggyback off what you said, like, I don't know, like for me, I don't know how you feel, but I'm still not like comfortable, you know, I'm not going to say I was as nervous as I was when I first started. And also piggyback off a point you said about just taking that first step. Like I was, I didn't know if I wanted to do this right away because I was kind of right. nervous about it. But the more I do it, the more I do it, the better I feel, you know what I mean? Like being with you, helping me. Also makes me feel good too. Makes me feel a little comfortable. So it definitely trending in the right direction right now. But I'm I'm definitely happy about it. And just being able to talk to some of these people that's been on the show already. Like you never know how their personality is gonna be. And then when you hop on with them and you start talking and give a conversation, like I, I feel like I could talk to them all day. But I know oh, we gotta yeah. we gotta cut it short <laughs> sometimes. No, that that's the thing, man. We could really keep going and uh Coach Raff was was kind enough to give us you know close to forty minutes or so, and we really took advantage. And we felt like we got to pick his brain, and he, he, he definitely seemed like he enjoyed it. Was able to talk not not just Villanova, not just Big East, but some some really fa- fond memories that he had. We talked to 05, which I know we had to to get on, and he had a great response. He handled the class as usual. Yep. 2016, I thought was that that was a trip down memory lane, and uh, you know that that story about you jump out of the bed, but when you were playing back in Italy. It's just, it, it really is unbelievable to look at past, at the last 20 years, some of which I don't even remember. I was too young to remember. Mm-hmm. But Raph, you, and just the, the program itself, Coach Wright, it's really an incredible thing to see how far we've come and where we are now in terms of this upcoming season because it could be, it, it, I think it would be a massive success for the Big East. And, you know, hey, Ray, we talk all the time about, all right, what's next with the program? Can we withstand the, the transfer portal NIL situation? Are we going to be able to recruit mm-hmm. with these uh, other top NIL programs where they're shelling out cash to these high school players? Hey, not a bad start to the, the, the class of 2024 with, uh, with, with Matthew Hodge. Now Malcolm Thomas just commits earlier today, mm-hmm. and we're looking at Josiah Mosley as well, so... You know, I, I have absolute faith in this, in this, in these coaching staff and in the the program to get things done. We've talked about it. Just stay patient, keep believing. And Bill Lowe fans are are not the most patient group. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to blame anybody. But hey, look, right? This is what happens when you just wait. You have faith, and you sit back and relax. And I, I think it's going to be exciting next few weeks. Getting these guys hyped up. We have Hoops Mania coming up. Blue and white scrimmage is is, is happening in yeah. about an hour and a half. It's going and down. It's, it's, it's going down, man. And and this is all kind of all coming together right at the perfect time. And hey, Ray, we had a couple great former players on. We had Seth Greenberg, Bill Raftery, 
I, this is this is all everything is proceeding as we have foreseen, eh, Ray? And this is a, a phenomenal time to be alive. Definitely, man. Um happy about it. Um what I was gonna say, Colin and uh Jermaine coming on the show, that was great. I think that was big for, for Villanova just having those guys on there and and Raf and and um Seth Greenberg. We got another special guest coming on too. Got another question I need to ask him too. I'm not going right. not not going to spoil it right now, but uh, yeah, I mean I think we trend in in the right direction. Um, when you when the season starts, it's going to be plenty to talk about. Um, be much more engaged, and I feel like we might need to do some Twitter spaces too. Yeah, most definitely. I I was able to hop on with Fanta in the Big East uh, yeah. preview once the schedule dropped, which was fun. But we'll definitely get that cranked up as well. I know the full 40, they're doing their thing. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. They're back in a big way. My guy Trevor just joined the crew. I'm so excited to to, to see what they put out content-wise this season as well. State and Illumination think, pod. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, those guys, Pat and Emma, they're, they're great. They're, they're the two, two people I graduated with in 2020. So shout out to them as well. Oh, you graduated uh, with them? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Emma Houghton. Pat saying I took a couple classes with the two of them with uh, Professor Michael Bradley, and he uh, follows us on Twitter. So hopefully he's out there listening. I know he's probably all tuned up about the Phillies. So uh, we'll we'll leave him to that. And the thing speaking is, speaking of baseball, um, Emma's a Red Sox fan. Yeah, no, sickening. Y'all friend, y'all friends. Uh, we used to be until I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, but he, uh, you know, the coach rap is so great. And I, I appreciated uh, all of his kind words at the end there. That was that was cool to hear because I think he 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 knows that we're we're not in this just uh you know this ain't a hobby right yeah this, yeah this, well we this, we're taking this seriously this is something we want to do uh, and we're trending in the right direction like you said I think similar trajectory as Villanova basketball right like we started mm-hmm. out we were like okay we got a lot going on we get the Tyler Burton news that he's transferring over. That was one of our hottest episodes that we had out. People were clamoring for content. And we had Colin and Jermaine on. Those guys kicked butt. And they're going to be in the NBA this upcoming season. How about Jermaine double zero on Houston? I I was like, I don't know if I love that. And then I saw the main O, uh-huh. the double zero. Yeah, I was like, I'm all in. I'm all in. Give me a jersey. Give me a main O, double zero jersey. Creative. Real creative. Yeah. That's real creative. Yeah, man, but... I'm I'm definitely happy and I'm ready for the season to to, to kick off. I'm, I'm tired of waiting, even though I feel like this off season has gone by much faster than last off season. I'm I'm ready to get the season started. I'm ready to, because the next thing now that everybody's saying is okay. Of course, you know I'm not gonna say Nova fans. I'm gonna say Nova Twitter. Nova Twitter can be right. can be hard to deal with. So like now the thing is okay. Well. Neptune couldn't recruit, so now we've got some recruits, and now it's okay. Well, Neptune has to learn how to coach now, so I'm just ready <laughs> for the season to start, so we could just shut up all that noise and just like focus on like the players and and the wins and losses. Yes, sir. Let's let's get her done. It's uh, right around the corner, man. Uh, literally a month away at this point. So yeah, the timer, the countdown is on. And we're going to continue to get to get you guys content. We're going to continue to bring guests on to preview the Big East, talk Nova Hoops, talk St. John's, Marquette, UConn, Creighton. I mean, it, it's it's just a blast to to have this many relevant programs, this many relevant coaches and, and transfers and recruits in just one conference. And I loved how Raph was able to talk about the non-conference a little bit as well. We love talking about that and how much we love ramping up that November and December basketball intensity to get ready for, for Big East play in late December, early January. And then all of a sudden it's March and it's Big East tournament time and everyone's at MSG. And I know we're both going to be there as well, so I'm looking forward to that. But we've got a long way to go before then. A lot of great times with, with you and I bringing guests on. Hopefully we'll get some players involved as well. We'll talk to our, our guy Mark, Mike Sheridan and see if we can – we can make that happen, but it's uh, it, I'm just really fired up right now. Raph ha- had me going there. It was pretty funny that I asked him about the Catholic schools, and he's like, "Oh, you're killing me, man!" So 
I I thought I was like, all right, we got we got to pivot a little bit. But then he told us some great stories as well. So yeah, the guy is just an absolute walking living legend, and uh, I'm just so happy he was able to jump on with us. Hey, Ray, shout out to Raf. That's right. So I mean, just really can't wait. We got a month to go before things kick off against American. And we're going to be watching all, I'm going to be glued to the TV with this Champions Classic going on. Early season tournaments are going to be so much fun. I wish we could go down to the Bahamas for the battle for Atlantis, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. We'll see about that. That would be great. That would be great. But, yeah, um, definitely you could find me on Twitter, A-Ray for three, um, Raining Threes. And what about you, O.C.? Yeah, MJOC underscore IV is where you'll find the personal and Rainin Threes. Rainin R A Y for A Ray N I N dot three S. And A Ray, we got our merch coming in, man. It's finally here. We got the t shirts. We're waiting on the hats. They got they were shipped out today. So I'm hoping we get them early next week and we'll put them on sale for everybody, hopefully within the next 10 days or so. So yeah, that'll that, be big. Finally waiting for it, and like after jumping through hoops to get it done, we are here. We got, I'm I'm repping the hat. We got, well, I got navy, we got white, we got black, we have gray. I mean, it's we were we went all out for you guys, and I know you guys are gonna enjoy it. We get, anyone can hop on, right? We got t-shirts, hats, we get some polos, we get beanies when it gets colder, and it's just gonna be a ton of fun, man. So. Just wait till y'all feel the fit of that hat. I love it. Oh yeah, wear it all the time. Seriously, everybody's like, "Yo, well, give me, give me that hat." I'm like, "Soon, it's coming soon." I promise, I promise. This is not a marketing pitch. That hat is comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, "Whoa, A Ray's just saying that." Nah, it's it's legit. It's comfortable. It's legit. Yeah, man. All right, well, hey, A Ray, always a pleasure, my friend. And we'll do this again real soon. And we have another special guest coming up for you guys as well. OC, holla at your boy and. That's another episode of Raining Threes. Wrap it up. Yes, sir. With Alan Ray, I'm your host, Mike O'Connell. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Peace. 